Bernie Sanders, you know, while Joe Biden is out doing fundraisers with Comcast, apparently he's going to be doing a fun fundraiser with Goldman Sachs. I, I, I kid you not. Uh, he's been doing fundraisers in uh, with greedy, greedy corp- corporate CEOs. Uh, he's been doing fundraisers with pharmaceutical executives. I mean, you can't make this up. Joe Biden does not care. He's not even trying to pretend. While Joe Biden is out doing that, he's fundraising more than campaigning. Sound like Hillary Clinton 2016? Uh, Bernie Sanders is out with the people. He's out with the people. Uh, And Bernie Sanders was at uh, Walmart's shareholders meeting today, uh, basically fighting and standing up for Walmart's workers. So here's some of Bernie at the shareholders meeting. Resolution, and it states, and I quote, resolved shareholders of Walmart urged the board to adopt the policy of promoting significant representation of employee perspectives among corporate decision-makers by requiring that the initial list of candidates from which new nominees are chosen by the Nominating and Governance Committee include hourly associates. The policy should provide that any third-party consultant asked to furnish an initial list will be requested to include such candidates, end of quote, end of resolution. Madam Chair, the issue that we are dealing with today is pretty simple. Walmart is the largest private employer in America and is owned by the Walton family, the wealthiest family in the United States, worth approximately $175 billion. And yet, despite the incredible wealth of its owner, Walmart pays many of its employees starvation wages. Wages that are so low that many of these employees are forced to rely on government programs like food stamps, Medicaid, and public housing in order to survive. Frankly, the American people are sick and tired of subsidizing the greed of some of the largest and most profitable corporations in this country. They are also outraged by the grotesque level of income and wealth inequality in America, as demonstrated by the CEO of Walmart making a thousand times more than the average Walmart employee. Last year, Walmart made nearly $10 billion in profit. It paid its CEO over $20 million in compensation, and it has authorized $20 billion in stock buybacks, which will benefit its wealthiest stockholders. Surely, with all of that, Walmart can afford to pay its employees a living wage of at least $15 an hour. Let's just get the numbers out here. Shall we? Let's just get the numbers out here. Walmart made $10 billion in profits last year. $10 billion. $10 billion. They made $10 billion largely off the backs of people like this. Working at Walmart has been mentally and physically draining due to the fact that we're understaffed, underpaid, I'm constantly having to worry about whether or not my hours are going to get cut and because we have inconsiderate management and policies that don't have the associate's best interest in mind. That's why I'm so excited to hear about Senator Sanders speaking on our behalf as shareholders. It excites me to know that someone like Senator Sanders is willing to speak on our behalf concerning having Walmart associates on the board. That's just that's just one person who works at Walmart. Bernie gave up his uh, Twitter. Bernie gave up his Twitter account. And he had a whole flowing list of Walmart's uh, abused 
and uh, underpaid workers. But a company that's making $10 billion in profit and paying most of its workers at the high end $11 an hour, what you call that is theft. That $10 billion in profit is coming from those workers, not the Walmart CEO or its shareholders. So when you're gorging and gorging and gorging and gorging $10 billion in profits, you're stealing from the actual producers of that labor. And I think this Bernie Sanders tweet put it well. In 2017, four of the Waltons made $12.7 billion in one day. $12.7 billion in one day. To make as much as the Waltons did in that one day, it would take a Walmart worker working full-time at $11 an hour more than 257,000 years. This is why we demand an end to their greed. Can you imagine that for a second? I mean, I take on Jeff Bezos, who was making, um, I think, $266 million an hour. No, excuse me, a day. The Waltons, $12.7 billion in one day. This is nothing short. Let's not even bother calling it capitalism. It is capitalism. It's called theft. It's called stealing. You are stomping on mostly poor. I don't know the exact demographics, but a hell of a lot of minority workers at Walmart to buy yourself multiple, you know, homes in the multiples of 10. I'm sure that the Waltons have 20, 30 homes, your yachts, the best of the best stomping on your workers. I don't understand. I mean, I do understand why Bernie Sanders is pretty much the only one who's been fighting against this for many, many years. I mean, you have people coming like Johnny come lately's now, you know, you got Julian Castro out fighting for 15, uh, Governor Jay Inslee out there fighting for 15. But Bernie Sanders has been the only one consistent. And this is not a, uh, it's, it's not a progressive issue or a conservative issue. It's a human rights issue because these people at Walmart are at the mercy. Uh, I, I watched the video. They're at the mercy of their abusive managers. So if so it's even hard to keep a second job because most of these people need to work two to three jobs because their hours are always changing at Walmart. And the Walmart at the shareholders meeting today in response to Bernie Sanders, this, this is what Walmart has to say. We welcome Bernie Sanders on his campaign stop to Northwest Arkansas. Here are a few facts I'm fairly certain he won't acknowledge while describing his outdated view of Walmart. No other company in the U.S. is making debt-free college education accessible to more than a million people for about a dollar a day. Oh, that buzzword, debt-free college, which really isn't debt-free. But anyway, Hillary Clinton used this. It doesn't mean anything. It's not debt-free. But anyway, no other company has opened 200 training academies providing enhanced workforce skill building for hundreds of thousands just this past year. Advanced workplace skills for what? To go work at Walmart for $11? If you're lucky, not everybody at Walmart makes $11. No other company has hired more than 225,000 veterans in the last five years. 
No other company in America has pledged to avoid emissions in the supply chain by 1 billion metric tons by 2030. Oh, how kind of you. How kind of you. The, the men and women of America who are fighting our absurd wars for the price of the, for the price of witnessing heinous, heinous wars for the price of their PTSD, they get to come home and make $11 an hour at Walmart. Man, if I knew that, I would have joined the military a long time ago. Oh, so kind. And Walmart, you know, they're trying to do the, oh, we're patriots. We hire veterans to, to, to uh, work at starvation wages. I give, I give homeless people money whenever I can. Me personally, does that mean I'm doing something to alleviate the homeless problem? No. You don't get a, a pat on the back for uh, hiring veterans at starvation wages. And he also had to say, oh, and we're one of the largest federal income taxpayers, recently contributing nearly 2% of all corporate taxes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Jen, are you in the super chat? Can we throw a parade for Walmart that they pay taxes? Oh, my Lord. Let's throw a parade for Walmart and the Waltons. They pay 2% of corporate taxes. I want to show you Bernie uh, after the shareholders meeting, uh, he rallied the crowd as well. One might think that a family worth $175 billion would be able to pay its employees a living wage. Yeah! And yet, as you all know, the starting wage at Walmart now is $11 an hour. And people cannot make it on $11 an hour. You can't pay rent. You can't get health care. You can't feed your kids or put gas in the car on $11 an hour. And what we are also saying, it is a little bit absurd that many, many Walmart employees are forced to go on government programs like Medicaid or food stamps or public housing subsidized by the taxpayers of this country. So all we are saying to the Walton family and Walmart, pay your workers a living wage. That living wage is $15 an hour. a radical idea. We've made progress in the last year. We've worked with Amazon employees. They have raised their minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour. We've worked with Disney employees. They've raised their minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour. Target is moving to 15 bucks an hour. This company owned by the wealthiest family in America can pay 15 bucks an hour. Today we are here to fight for the dignity of Walmart employees, to make sure that every employee at Walmart has at least a living wage. So I just want to thank all of you for standing together. 
So I have a few uh, thoughts on this. Number one, is anybody else in awe? I mean, I'm not trying to be a Bernie bro here, but it's kind of laughable to me how anyone said, oh, he's too old. This man has campaigned more than any other candidate, the only other candidate that he's even been remotely close to covering as much ground as Bernie Sanders is Elizabeth Warren. She has been out and about all over the country. Number one, anyone who says, oh, he's too old, I would be literally passed out if I was going at the pace of Bernie Sanders. I'm 32, he's 77. So, BS. Number two, it's, uh, I got, you know, listen, I'm not gonna criti crit criticize him, but it's also hard to live on $15 an hour, let's be honest. $15 an hour is not some magic Trojan horse when you have prices going up on everything over the last 10 to 20 years. So, but it's, it's a start. Once we get to $15, then we start going towards 20, 25, 30. But I digress. The third thing is, how are you going to beat Donald Trump and his insanity and his fraudulent populism without actual populism? How are you going to do that? What you just saw, Bernie Sanders out there fighting with Walmart, fighting alongside Walmart workers. What Bernie Sanders, he just said he's going to be uh, strike, uh, fighting with, uh, with, at an event with McDonald's workers this weekend. He has fought for, for Verizon workers. He has fought for Amazon's workers. He has fought for Disney's workers. And probably several more of it I'm forgetting. This is how you win. But the problem is, why is it, why is it that Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Beto O'Rourke, Julian Castro, uh, Pete, you know, America's favorite mayor, Pete, and all these Johnny-come-lately progressives who are not progressive, why is it that they won't go to shareholder meetings like that? Why is it that they won't pick it with McDonald's workers or Verizon workers, this and that? Because probably some of their donors are on Walmart's board. Hillary Clinton was on Walmart's board in the 1980s. Do Democratic Party donors are either shareholders in Walmart or in that filthy, rotten oligarchy that they don't want their money touched. Why is it that CNN won't cover it? Because CNN's owned by AT&T. AT&T don't want to see minimum wage going up, going up all across the country. Bernie Sanders also, and this is what Walmart really hates. I think they would rather give $15 an hour. Bernie's also talking about, we need workers on your board. Because that's where the power is. Board of directors. Yeah, Bernie's even fighting for BuzzFeed's workers. When does this man sleep? He just tweeted out the other day attacking BuzzFeed, who won't, uh, you know, has, you know, talks a good talk, but basically won't give their union anything. You know, at, at the bottom line is, is Bernie Sanders going to convince the Waltons to do the right thing? I doubt it. I don't think the Waltons care enough. I don't think they want to give an inch. I think they're greedy, awful, evil people. But it's about something bigger than whether he could get it done with Walmart. At the end of the day, you know, 
the media pushing this nonsense. And by the way, Joe Biden has lost seven points in most polls since his bump. I told you at the time, besides the polling all being BS, besides the polls all oversampling voters over 50, no offense to those over 50, uh, it would, you know, his, his uh, lead would shrink. But what's really amazing is, you know, the corporate media wants to pretend that this anti-establishment fervor that took over the country in 2016, oh, that's gone. People now, they just want, you know, normalcy. They want a normal leader who could, you know, make America normal again, as Joe Biden says. No, they don't. That anti-establishment fever that was behind uh, Bernie Sanders and behind Donald Trump, even though he was lying, is still there. It's thicker. It's more. It's uh, at a higher intensity than it was in 2016. And you're going to stick Joe Biden up against Donald Trump, corporate Comcast Joe Biden, and you expect him to inspire people in the Midwest, which I'm going to get into a little bit later. But there's something else that I think Bernie is doing here. I think he's doing it just because this is who Bernie is and he's fighting for those workers. But paycheck to paycheck, low income workers that work at Walmart and Burger King, a lot of them are minorities. A lot of them are minorities. Of course, there's poor white people, too. There's a lot of minorities working at these fast food chains, Walmart, Target. They're going to know which presidential candidate has been fighting for them, which one has showed up, and it's not Joe Biden. I think that's going to make a big, big difference when, you, when you're talking primary time. Because, uh, yes, black voters will in some quarters gravitate to Joe Biden because of Obama and the Obama connection. But show me what you've done for me lately. Joe Biden said, oh, you know, 500 so billionaires aren't the reason, aren't the problem with America. Now he's defending his high dollar uh, fundraisers. The stuff about Biden with the big contributors, he told Fox News, my Lord, this idea of Biden, the big donor guy, come on. I've eschewed any relationships with any PACs. Oh, he's eschewed any relationships with any PACs. And touting his grassroots contributions, Biden appeared to reveal for the first time the number of individual donors to his campaign, saying we've had over 300,000 individual contributors. Average contribution of these is under $200. Well, first of all, does Joe Biden think people are so stupid that super, oh, I'm not, I don't have a super PAC, so I'm not corrupt? Does he think people like are cheering for him to have private fundraisers with Comcast? Does he think people are cheering for him when he has private fundraisers with Republican lobbyists in Florida? Status Coup did a story about that. Go to statuscoup.com. Does he think... It's cool to do fundraisers with Goldman Sachs, which is being planned right now for Joe Biden. Does he think it's cool to take money, you know, you're talking taking money from union busters while saying I'm a union man. All of this is going to come out, Joe, say it ain't Joe. Of course, the media is going to try to cover it up. But I think this anti-establishment fervor is so strong that people are not that stupid anymore. 
People had a big problem with Hillary Clinton. Do you remember? I got a public position and a private position. So while Bernie's out with the people, Joe Biden is saying, oh, 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 oh. nobody thinks, I, you know, nobody cares about my high dollar fundraisers. And by the way, average donation of under $200, that's not a small dollar grassroots revolution. And if your average donation is under $200, that's a pretty high average donation. You know, most people don't have $200 to donate to candidates. Most small dollar donors donate 10 bucks, 20 bucks. Bernie has the $27 thing going on. And Bernie's average donation was $20 in the first few months of this campaign. So we'll see what happens, but I got to tell you, the contrast that Bernie Sanders is starting to form, not just against Donald Trump, but against uh, Joe Biden, is exactly what he needs to do to win this nomination and to pick off and attract the voters he did not have as, as strong in 2016. African-Americans bring out even more young people, because as I said in 2016, after uh, Bernie lost, there is 20, there is millions and millions of more 18-year-old Latinos that are going to be voting in 2020, 18-year-old African-Americans that are going to be voting in 2020, 18-year-old LGBTQ that are going to be voting in 2020, 18, 18 millions more 18-year-old white people. And they're not, they're not feeling the Biden. Oh, God. So apparently Joe Biden thinks he's, you know, running in the 1950s. He uh, apparently backs the Hyde Amendment. Uh, for those of you that don't know what the Hyde Amendment is, it... Uh, was an amendment that banned uh, funding, uh, government funding for abortion. Um, Joe Biden, oh, he's on the record now. He He's for He's for it. It's for the Hyde Amendment. Uh, former Vice President Joe Biden, who has shunned today's Democratic Party orthodoxy on issues from crime to compromising with Republicans, again broke with his party's base and many of his campaign rivals on Wednesday when his campaign confirmed that he still backs the Hyde Amendment a measure that prohibits the use of federal funds for abortion with exceptions for cases involving rape, incest, and when the life of the mother is in danger. The backlash to Mr. Biden, who despite leading early presidential polls facing, faces skepticism from his party's progressive wing, came swiftly from lawmakers and activists who support abortion rights, with many noting that the Hyde Amendment disproportionately affects economically disadvantaged women and women of color. The problem is the Hyde Amendment affects poor women, women of color, black women, Hispanic women, says Patty Solis Doyle, who served as Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign manager in 2008 and has also worked with Biden. And women of color will elect the next president of the United States. Several of Biden's primary opponents moved quickly, blah, 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 uh, blah, 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 blah. So, first of all, at a time when state legislatures all over this country State legislatures all over this country are now moving to, on a local level, ban abortion. Uh, uh, at a time when you have Brett Kavanaugh as uh, the new Supreme Court justice, I don't want to scare anyone, but obviously you got, you know, an older judge in uh, Justice uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You got some other old folks on the Democratic side. At a time when Roe versus Wade is now a major, major topic. We're supposed to get behind a Democrat for president 
who says he supports banning government funding for abortions, which, by the way, government funding for abortions isn't about whether the government is pro-choice or pro-life. It's about health care for low-income women. It's about health care for low-income, largely minority women. Because abortion, I know I'm not a woman, but to me, it is a health care issue. It's not a re- it shouldn't be a religious issue, because last time I checked, we do have a separation of church and state in this country, but it doesn't apply when you have people like Mitch McConnell and Joe Biden at the helm. So I don't really care if Joe Biden says, well, I'm, for, I'm pro-choice, except in the case of incest, rape, um, excuse me, I'm pro-choice, but don't think government should fund it. Well, frankly, I don't really care what Joe Biden is today, because I care about what does this man truly believe? Because you have to get to the root of what somebody truly believes to know, can you trust him to go to bat when it matters? Well, this is what he had to say in, 19, in the 1970s when he first entered the Senate. I don't like the Supreme Court decision on abortion. I think it went too far. I don't think that a woman has the sole right to say what should happen to her body. Not going to say anything. I just want that to sink in for a few minutes. I don't think that a woman has the sole right to say what should happen to her body. This, I don't care if this was in the 1970s. This is a unex, unfathomable statement for a Democrat to say. And if you believe this when you were in your 30s, this is not a teenager saying this. If you believe this when you were in your 30s, I can't think that you genuinely, if elected president, and it really comes down to it, are the strongest person to defend Roe versus Wade or to defend female reproductive rights. I don't think that a woman has a sole right to, to say what should happen to her body. Who else should have a right? I mean, if, if a man impregnates a woman and, and she wants to get an abortion, should the woman have a conversation with the man? Sure, but the man shouldn't really have a say. It's the woman's body, in my opinion. He could be talked to. The woman could talk to him. But ultimately, it's, it's, it's her body. You know, who sh- yeah, I just got back surgery. Should somebody else have a say in whether I choose to go under the knife? Eh, abortion is no different. The fact that this statement was made by a Democratic frontrunner, I mean, that's something I, I would think Todd Akin might say. You remember that nutty guy who said, talked about legitimate rape? This is something I could hear, uh, you know, Pat Roberts saying or Billy Graham saying or one of these nutty, nutty for-profit TV evangelical ministers. But it doesn't stop there. He wrote this to a constituent in 1994. Those of us who are opposed to abortion should not be compelled to pay for them. Biden wrote to a constituent in 1994. 
Uh, I don't know about you, but 1994, what is that, 25 years ago? When somebody tells you who they are, believe them. When somebody tells you who they are, believe them. That's the police coming for Biden and his 1950s views of women in the world. So Trump, it doesn't matter if Trump flip-flops because Republican voters are going to go with Trump no matter what. I think, I think there's a decent amount of Republicans who would be open to Bernie Sanders if he's the nominee. But let's say it's, uh, let's say it's Biden versus Trump. You think these comments and these views are not going to come and bite Joe Biden in the behind with women voters? I don't think that a woman has the sole right to say that who sh- what should happen to her body. It's kind of the equivalent of when he made his comments in the 1970s. I don't think the, uh, I don't, I, I'm paraphrasing. I don't know the exact quote, but I don't think, you know, should we give African-Americans a head start to even the race? I don't believe in that. I mean, Joe Biden has said and supported policy that's pretty much offensive to black people, to brown people, to women. I mean, he's running out of people to offend. I mean, it's, it's truly, truly unbelievable. And in 1981, for example, Biden proposed the Foreign Assistance Act, which barred U.S. aid from being used for any medical research on abortion. It's still in effect to this day. He has also voted in support of the Hyde Amendment, which we just talked about. He also supported former President Ronald Reagan's global gag rule, which prohibits the U.S. funding any non-governmental organizations that offer or advise on reproductive health care if they also offer abortion. President Trump revived that in 2017. Biden has also consistently voted in support of banning so-called partial birth abortions, partial birth abortions, the medical term for which is dilation and extraction. These procedures are often politicized despite heart-wrenching stories from women whose lives were saved because of them. I mean, listen, folks, if you want to run Bob Dole against Donald Trump, we'll have another four years of Donald Trump because I'm not voting for Bob Dole. I'll tell you that much. I'm not voting for Bob Dole. You know, Joe Biden, and there was a great piece in New York Magazine, Joe Biden doesn't, some things he's truly ideological about, some things he truly believes, but he's a, he's a, he's a political windsurfer. He, he surfs with the political winds, just like the rest of them. Hillary Clinton was a progressive who gets things done. I argued with people saying, oh, but Jordan, she's adopting all these progressive policies. Yeah, you think she's actually going to follow through if elected? I don't. I don't know about you women in the uh, super chat, super chat, by the way, if you're feeling super, I don't care if a man said this in the 1970s. It's not like, okay, it was a while ago. If a man at 30 something years old said, uh, I don't uh, believe women are the only ones that should have a right, have a say, what happens with their body? No, I don't want that person running the country And if he's actively today saying, uh, I don't support government funds for abortions, who are you trying to, who are you trying to become the nominee for the Democratic Party or the Republican Party? Seems like the Republican Party to me.
I don't want to hear anything that Jimmy or I or, or the, you know, the radical left reelected Trump. If they push this guy, if they rig this for Joe Biden, I, I honestly think Joe Biden might lose even worse than Hillary Clinton. He's such a bad candidate. And he's frankly, I think, worse than Hillary Clinton. And, and I have a really high bar to say that. But I think Joe Biden is worse than Hillary Clinton. I really do. And really, really, you have to also take a look at Barack Obama, who made this man his running mate. I mean, Obama's a thorough guy. I'm sure his advisors were a thorough guy, and they must have vetted this guy. But I mean, this guy is a Republican. Period. End of story. And don't get me wrong. I don't want another four years of Trump. When I was at the Young Turk, I said, I'd rather, uh, if you put a gun to my head, would I rather four years of Donald Trump or eight years of Hillary Clinton? I said, gun to my head, I'd rather four years of Trump. But I don't want another four years of Trump. Eight years of Trump is too much for me. I personally, not, not my viewers, I wouldn't tell my viewers what to do, but I personally, if it's not Bernie, I would swallow and vote for somebody I don't like as much if it meant getting rid of Trump. And then I would fight that, that newly elected president. I would swallow to a certain degree if it meant defeating Trump because I gotta be consistent. I said, I'd take four years of Trump. If there's a chance we're gonna get eight years of Trump, which there is a chance if it's not Bernie, I would potentially have to swallow my pride and personally vote for somebody that I don't actively support. But Joe Biden is a step too far for me personally. I don't know if I could actually bring myself to vote for Joe Biden because it's more of the same, more of the same. He's a warmonger. He's a corporatist. He'll sound a lot nicer than Trump, but talk is cheap. I don't really care. Hope you enjoyed that last video. Hop on over to statuscoup.com where you can sign up for our email list and become a member for as low as five to ten dollars a month. Membership is how we grow. That's statuscoup.com slash join. And remember, join our email list so we can grow the revolution with you. Speaking of the general election, a new poll shows Biden and Sanders with the same exact lead over Donald Trump in Michigan. I truly believe this election comes down to Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Uh, you could throw in some states that might be on the bubble. Uh, I think Arizona could potentially be on the bubble in a general election. But both Bernie and Joe Biden beating Trump 53 to 41% in a new poll uh, conducted by Detroit News. So you got Biden up 12, Bernie up. Oh, is that 12 or 53 to 41? So yeah, 12. Why is this important? Who has the potential in a state like Michigan and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania? Which one that's up 12 points right now over Donald Trump has the potential to go, to go down? Is it Bernie or is it Joe Biden? Because I got news for you. I was there at these rallies. I was there covering Trump's rallies in Michigan and Wisconsin and Ohio and Pennsylvania. I got the scars to prove it. And when they hear about Joe Biden and NAFTA, 
when they hear about Joe Biden taking money from union busters, when they hear that Joe Biden is actively fundraising with those that tried to push the TPP, which I'll have a story out about, when they hear that Joe Biden, if elected president, probably would revive the TPP, you think Joe Biden's going to be beating Donald Trump by 12 points in Michigan? I think not. Bernie Sanders' support only, only has the ability to go up. But the you know, CNN and the New York Times, oh, well, Bernie is, uh, you know, Joe Biden is more electable. Joe Biden is the electable candidate. Yeah. It's about as electable as my left toe in Michigan and Wisconsin and Ohio. It, 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 it's propaganda, straight up. And Bernie's campaign manager, Fez Shakir, and I talk about that. Uh, I'm going to have a write-up of our interview. I just interviewed. If you think Joe Biden is going to bring you to the promised land in those states, and he's going to be the difference to beat Trump in those states, you are committing political suicide, and you deserve a re-elected Donald Trump, because that's exactly what's going to happen. The people of Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, uh, Ohio, they didn't magically in three and a half years suddenly change whether they're pissed off about NAFTA, whether they hate the TPP or not. They, they, they still hate NAFTA. They still hate the TPP. And Trump will be able to con them again to say, well, I got rid of NAFTA and I, re I redid NAFTA, even though his redone NAFTA is as bad as the original. It doesn't have worker protections, barely has labor protections. 